Boom! What's going on, everybody? I'm Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skeel, and this is Toy Talk. William Deering founded the Deering Harvester Company in 1874. The Deering Harvester Company and the McCormick Harvesting Machine Company, along with three smaller agricultural equipment makers, joined together in 1902 to form the International Harvester Company. As you guys know, IH was an innovative company and produced a large variety of agricultural and other products. Today, I'm going to talk about one of their most famous and innovative products that was never intended to reach production. I'm talking about the experimental turbine-powered tractor, the HT340. The HT stood for hydrostatic turbine. While Alice Chalmers experimented with the fuel cell-powered tractor, IH was researching turbine-powered tractors, and they were trying to see if they would be applicable to agriculture. International engineers began working on the development of an experimental hydrostatic drive transmission in the 1950s. At the same time, they were working on the development of the 340 series tractors. This, this series was supposed to have their new hydrostatic drive transmission. However, it was not perfected until after production ended of the 340 series tractors in 1963. A side note, the hydrostatic transmission finally came on the market in 1967 when it was introduced in the IH-656 Hydro, and it became an optional transmission for many years to come. The 1950s and the 1960s were the age of jet engines and jet airplanes, and IH became really interested in jet turbines. The IH R&D group wanted in on the development action, so they suggested to the engineers that they test the new experimental hydrostatic drive transmission using a small jet turbine engine from IH Corporation's subsidiary, the Solar Aircraft Company. This was just simply to see if the hydrostatic transmission would work. Well, guess what? It did. And in 1961, the HT340 turbine-powered tractor was the result of this. The Solar Aircraft Company was a subsidiary of IH, and it was a major manufacturer of small turbine engines. Solar developed a small jet engine to power the new space-age-looking experimental HT340 tractor. The tractor was way, way ahead of its time. It resembled a car far more than it resembled a tractor, and it didn't sound like any tractor that had been made before or since. The HT340 tractor made its first appearance for the public to view in July of 1961 in Lincoln, Nebraska, and this was at the University of Nebraska's 10th annual Tractor Day. The tractor proved to be a big hit with the viewers and IH received praise for their innovation and their design from the Tractor Day attendees. 
Unfortunately, on the way back to the IH R&D facility, it was involved in a traffic accident. This accident damaged the HT340 extensively. And after a brief stay at the IH emergency room, the 340 had its repairs completed and it returned to the circuit where it was shown off some more events throughout the rest of 1961. Over the following winter, the HT340 underwent major repairs and it got some great modifications too at the time. Once that was completed, the HT340 tractor, now known as the HT341 tractor, was again shown to the public. The modifications included a three-point hitch this time, a stabilized steering, larger tires, rear lights, enhanced controls, a new fuel filtering system, and a brand new color scheme. The HT340 was blue and white, while the new HT341 was red and white. And it was showed off as the HT341 in 1962. Speccast, just a few years ago, made replicas of both the International HT340 and the International HT341. They made them in 1 scale out of resin. Speccast made these two beautiful 1 scale replicas of the International HT340 and the International HT341 in resin. They are 1 scale and they're very limited models. They made them in resin because that's the only way they could do it economically for the consumer. Now, both of these feature exactly the same, which means they're not entirely perfect, but they're close enough to represent each tractor. You can see the molded fiberglass body around it, the beautiful blue and white paint scheme here. On the top of the hood, you can see the jet exhaust. And in the front here, you can actually see the air intake along with the IH logo. Underneath, you can see the hydraulic lines for the steering. It's got the standard 340 front axle on it, which was for the 340 tractors that they were already producing. Turning them to the back, you can see the hydraulic motors on the hydrostatic transmission, and you can see the solid block. There's not a whole lot of detail to show because most of the really cool parts of this tractor are underneath, but they still replicated them very well. They gave a nice full detailed dashboard. They put the front lights. These models do not have, well, they do have the rear lights that was not on the 340. They also have the three-point hitch, which was not on the 340. They were only on the 341, but they use the same tooling for both for cost savings. It's got the lights in the fenders and then the fuel tank around the seat, and the seat is molded into that fuel tank. They went to a lot of design to make this tractor. It's really a shame that this design didn't actually make it onto the market. It's got both brake pedals so that you could steer it 
with the brakes or you could stop with the brakes and it's also got your steering wheel your levers and your full detailed dashboard then we come over here to the HT341 again all the same details but if you'll notice it's got the three-point hitch and the rear lights that's the way the 341 was made it was supposed to have those which were not on the 340 but other other than that it's got all the same exact details same everything else but it comes in that beautiful uh, white and red paint scheme this would be more traditional for ih but the blue still is pretty sharp however if they really wanted to make it a true ih they would have reversed the white and the red but that's okay this is the way international made it so that's the way the model is made these are all resin bodies the wheels and the tires are also resin pieces. They're not, they're not uh, rubber on plastic. They're made specifically for this tooling and they weren't used again. You can also note that the two tractors have different wheels. The blue version, the HC340, has wheel weights on the front and it looks like a heavier wheel turned outward on the rear, whereas it's got the wheel turned inward on the HT341 and it doesn't have front wheel weights. Speccast, they did a really nice job making these two models and they're a real standout in a collection. In the 1960s, tractor manufacturers had begun experimenting with the use of fiberglass instead of sheet metal. Fiberglass was a new material, and the IH engineers used fiberglass to make the molded body panels for the HT340. Fiberglass is lighter than sheet metal, and it is much easier to work with than sheet metal is. That makes it a very suitable material for building experimental tractors. The space-age looks and the high-visibility body made the HT340 a real standout. However, that was one of the drawbacks to the HT340 tractor. <laughs> it did not weigh enough to achieve real tractive power. The HT341 tractor proved to have several other drawbacks to it. Even though the turbine could produce lots of power, 85 horsepower from this teeny tiny 90 pound engine. Unfortunately, the engine was simply not fuel efficient. Imagine an engine that could produce 57,000 RPMs. Just how much fuel is that going to take? Also, jet engines need lots of filtered air. Imagine running a jet engine in the dust that's created from plowing and harvesting. Overall, the tractor was noisy. It demanded way too much fuel could not work in dusty environment, and unlike the Alice Chalmers fuel cell, it simply was not heavy enough. Despite all the drawbacks, the concept of using a turbine engine to power a farm tractor did work. The HT340, it set two records. The first one being it was the first jet turbine powered tractor and the second being it was the first tractor to employ a hydrostatic transmission.
International never put the HT340 or 341 into production. However, they never intended to. But you can still see this tractor today because the generosity of International Harvester, they donated the tractor to the Smithsonian Institution in 1967. And it joined their collection of great artifacts. Occasionally, the Smithsonian will send that tractor out on tour. A footnote, how did IH get into the aerospace and the jet turbines industry, you ask? Well, IH, as you know, was into all kinds of equipment, tractors, construction, cars, and trucks. So, airplanes were a logical direction for IH to go. So, they bought the Solar Aircraft Company, and that's how IH got into the aircraft business. The Solar Aircraft Company traces its history to the 1927 founding of the Pruden San Diego Airplane Company, which became the Solar Aircraft Company in 1929. Convinced that gas turbine engine would become the future of solar, solar invested heavily in R&D in gas turbines. It was solar's knowledge of small gas turbines that attracted International Harvester to purchase the company in the early 1960s. That's when solar became a wholly owned subsidiary of International Harvester. IH sold its solar turbines subsidiary on May 31, 1981 to the Caterpillar Tractor Company, who continues to operate the subsidiary today. Speccast made their replicas of the International HT340 and International HT341 out of resin. And I've got a report detailing why resin is taking over the limited production models and why we need to embrace resin collectibles in our collections. Go on and grab it at the link in the description below. And as always, please like, comment, subscribe, and ring that bell to get notified of all of my future videos. Also, please go on and share this video with your friends on your social media. Thanks for watching. I'm Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skill, and this is Toy Talk.